Hello, and welcome to Embassy City Church Podcast. This is a place where all people can experience the love of God through the Word of God. Our prayer is that you will be inspired and transformed. Thank you for joining us today. Going to read some uh, scripture for you. Uh, The book of Luke, the gospel according to St. Luke, chapter number 14. Going to be reading the 15th through the 24th verse. There's this uh, great parable that Jesus uses uh, to talk about uh, invitation. It's an interesting thing uh, in Scripture, and it's something that we can apply to our lives today. Here's what it says, Luke chapter number 14, starting at the 15th verse. If you're a nerd and you're taking notes, uh, uh, and you should take notes, why? Because nerds rule the world. I'm so glad. I hadn't said that in a while, and you guys still have it. I'm so happy. Uh, uh, you should take notes, and the, and the title of this message is simply Invitation. You know, I'm not jazzy with my titles. It's just Invitation, okay? Here's what it says, uh, starting from the 15th verse of Luke chapter number 14. Hearing this, a man sitting at the table with Jesus exclaimed, What a blessing it is to, be, to attend a banquet in the kingdom of God. Jesus replied with this story. A man prepared a great feast and sent out many invitations. When the banquet was ready, he sent his servant to tell the guests, come, the banquet is ready. But they all began making excuses. One said, I just bought a field and I must inspect it. Please excuse me. Another said, I have just bought five pairs of oxen and I want to try them out. Please excuse me. Another said, I now have a wife, so I can't come. The servant returned and told his master what they had said. His master was furious and said, go quickly into the streets and alleys of the town and invite the poor, the crippled, the blind and the lame. After the servant had done this, he reported there is still room for more. So his master said, go out into the country lanes and behind the hedges and urge anyone you find to come so that the house will be full. For none of those I first invited will get even the smallest taste of my banquet. Wow. Invitation, bow your heads, let's pray over the word, shall we? Holy Spirit, we invite you in. Amen. It's an interesting uh, passage that Jesus would use uh, this parable, Mark's gospel. I'm I'm sorry, uh, 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 Luke's gospel is uh, very interesting. It's mostly sourced from Peter uh, and uh, the time that Luke had with him discussing the things that were going on and the words that Jesus spoke to the people during his earthly ministry. This parable uh, stands as one that we need to reflect on and use to understand how God is still reaching people today. Use the parable of uh, uh, a king having a great banquet and and making an invitation uh, to everybody that was in the land. And the people that he first invited uh, all had excuses as to why they would not be able to make it. The servant comes back and says, I, 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 I invited everybody that you told me to invite, but they all had an excuse as to why they did not want to come. He says, cool, if they don't want to come, uh, I'm not throwing away this food. 
So let's go, let's go invite some other people. And they started uh, going out and inviting uh, uh, what was very specific at first. Blind, lame, crippled, <laughs> poor, the broken. They went and gathered all of them up. Now, I just want you to reflect on this for a moment because Scripture says the poor you will have with you always. This had to be a huge party. Because the servant went out and got all of them. And there was still room. He said, uh, I got everybody that you told me to get specifically. And there's still room. He said, cool. Then just go get anybody. Not even specifically. Just go get anybody and everybody and tell them to come because I have a feast and I want some people to feast with. Now, uh, 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 if you've uh, been in church for any amount of time or if you, or if you studied uh, the gospel messages, this is uh, uh, alluding to the fact that Jesus came to his own, the Jewish people. They did not want to receive him. And as a result of them not wanting to receive him, we as the Gentiles, if you're not Jewish, uh, uh, as the Gentiles were able to come and be engrafted, as Scripture would uh, later on write uh, through Paul, uh, we were engrafted into uh, the, the family uh, of God. We were engrafted into the same promises of Abraham because there were some people that he invited specifically and they did not want to come to his feast. Uh, I just want to tell you, I really want them all to come to the feast, but I'm glad I'm sitting at the table. Anybody else beside me? Yo bad. You snooze. You lose. I'm here. It's an amazing thing. But what's interesting is that that same uh, 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 that that same charge, that that same mandate is for us right now. That same charge, that same mandate is the reason why we average on the weekends here at Embassy City. We average about 20 to 30 uh, 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 guests in all three of our services j just by people inviting people to the church. We have grown to uh, uh, just about 1,200 people because I'm not, I don't do evangelistic numbers, okay? I, I do, we do a real count every single weekend because you really matter. Every number has a name and every name has a story. And, and so we don't just we don't just come in here and, and go. This is a crowd. We, we, we count and we count because we pray over the people that God has brought in here. And we just don't count the adults. We count your children because your children are the future. And so and, and so we 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 take a real count every weekend of who comes to this church. Last week was uh, one thousand one hundred and fifty eight people. Amongst our three services. And we have really never done a, a, a strong push and we we don't do flyers and I don't have a bill. Y'all don't see me driving down 35. <laughs> or 75 or or, or or 114 or 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 loop 12 or 635. Me and Juliet are not just up there like. <laughs> you should come. We're cool. No. We, we, we believe that 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 the, the, the real organic growth comes from somebody saying, hey, you need to come to my church. 
And, and so I want to give you uh, the three reasons uh, why uh, Embassy City Church invites everybody here. Because I, I, I want to unleash you on the DFW Metroplex. That's my assignment for all three services is to unleash you uh, on the DFW Metroplex very, very naturally and organically. I don't need you to be on, uh, on an overpass uh, uh, at the end of a freeway with a bullhorn. Right. You already know somebody in close proximity to you that needs Jesus. Instead of just saying, you know what, they need Jesus. Invite them to a place where his presence can be felt. So, so here's a question I'm going to answer three different ways. Why does Embassy City invite everybody to this church? And it's in all caps. Why does Embassy City invite everybody? Everybody say everybody. One more time, real loud. Everybody. Why does Embassy City invite everybody to this church? Point number one, please write this down. It all starts with an invitation. It all starts with an invitation. Here's what it says in Luke chapter number 14, verse number 17. When the banquet was ready, he sent his servant to tell the guests, come, the banquet is ready. It all starts with an invitation. Most statistics show that the reason why most people don't go to church is because they haven't been invited. Point blank, period. And I'm talking about you take anybody that you can think of. You take the, 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 the most stereotypical person that you can think of where you go, oh, they would never come to church. Don't reject them in your mind before they've done it with their mouth. Don't decline the invitation in your head because of the way they look or because they told you they don't they don't like church. It all starts with an invitation. Just invite them. The only thing they can say is no. Hey, you want to come to church? No. What, what did you lose in that interaction? Absolutely nothing. It will not lead to World War Three. It will not lead to the debate that you think it will lead to. As a matter of fact, you ain't got to stay for it. Hey, you want to come to my church? No, can't stand church. Can't stand these people. And be like, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. just walk away. <laughs> right? You don't have to stay there for the conflict. But, but, but don't decline the invitation in your mind based on what you think they're going to say. Let me give you point 1A. Some people will decline your invitation. Some people will decline your invitation. Here's what it says in Luke chapter number 14, verse number 18. But they all began making excuses. One said, I have just bought a field and I must inspect it. Please excuse me. Another said, I have just bought five pairs of oxen and I want to try them out. Please excuse me. Uh, another said, I now have a wife, so I can't come. He didn't even say excuse me. He was like, I can't. She said... <laughs> We're not going nowhere this weekend, so <laughs> I'm married now. My ox didn't talk back, but this, this one, um, it's an excuse. Let's, let's rewind. Hey, I just bought a field and I need to go inspect it. 
hey, man, just tell me you don't want to come. Because nobody would go buy a field without inspecting it first. Hey, 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 I just bought some oxen. I need to go try them out. Sorry, sir. Just say you don't want to come. Just call a spade a spade. You don't want to come. Just say that. But you would not buy oxen without testing them first. And, and, and you, sir, well, I just got married, so I can't come. Uh, nobody uh, in Jewish culture would plan a feast around a wedding in the same town. So you've been married. You act like we called you on your honeymoon. No, you've been married. You, you, you good and married now. You, you've come up for air. That's how long you've been married. You can come. You just don't want to. So here's what I want to tell you. Don't take people's excuse. As a reason. Push them a little bit. Listen, I'm not telling you to go up to a complete stranger. You already know some people that you feel just bold enough to be like, you know what? I'll argue with you for four minutes. Go up to your cousin and be like, you know what? I'm tired of your excuse. You coming to church. Well, you know, I work. You off every weekend. You ain't that tired from working. So, so here's what I want you to do. Invite them, specifically to Embassy City Church. If they say, oh, I can't come oh, it's on Sunday, invite them to everything. Everything we currently have at Embassy City, just start inviting them to it. Hey, you want to come to church? Oh, I can't come. Well, uh, why can't you come? Oh, man, you know, uh, I work night shift and I get off at uh, eight in the morning. Well, you know, we have three services. We have a nine, we have an 11 and we have a one. You can come to one of those. Well, you, like, you can go home, take a nap. Right. Wake up around 1230. You live 15 minutes away. And, and, and if you're too tired, I'll come pick you up. Right. We'll go to the one o'clock and then we'll go eat some eggs at Cracker Barrel because that's the only thing open. Everybody else is closed by that time. <laughs> Don't ask me how I know. Um, so invite them, invite them to one of our three services on the weekend. They're like, oh, Sundays are not good for me. Invite them to a uh, 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 first first Wednesday's uh, team night. It's a it's a service for those who serve, but it's open to anybody. It's full worship. I teach the word on the first Wednesday of every month, starting in September. And so if they can't come on Sundays, invite them to Wednesdays. If they can't come on that first Wednesday, like, oh, Wednesday night, that first, oh, the first Wednesday. Oh, I mean, that first Wednesday. <laughs> and that first Wednesday, I am usually doing something else. Well, invite them to the second and fourth Wednesdays. When our Embassy City places start back, our Embassy City places are on the second and fourth Wednesdays. Do not take their excuse for an answer. What you doing the second, the, the, the second Wednesday? What you doing the fourth Wednesday? If they say, you know, Wednesday's just not good for me. Cool. We got prayer on Thursday nights. Can you come to prayer on Thursday night? I've had you on the list the whole time. So can you at least come so when I call you out, I can look at you and God bless Sharon in Jesus name. Don't take their excuse. Just invite them to everything we have. And if they if if, if and this is this is one of the things that that we want to give them, give them, give them our card. Give, this is our one and done card. We tell people come one time and you're done. We won't stalk you. Just come one time. And, and, and we give these cards. We printed these up. We give them out to everybody. And on the front, it just says one and done. Choose from one of our Sunday services. And it has our address 
And on the back, it says, are you an early riser? 9 a.m. A morning snoozer? 11 a.m. A nothing before nooner? 1 p.m. <laughs> Whatever your preference, we have a service for you. Use this card. Every person's going to get one of these cards. Say one. one. You're going to get one of these cards because I only want you to invite one person. We, we have made evangelism such a daunting task that people have been paralyzed and they just won't do it. We tell people, go out and win the world for Jesus. And half this room doesn't have a passport. So you're like, man, I, they can't be talking to me because I don't. I've never left Dallas. So. Irvin's as far as I've gone. No, what I'm telling you to do is just invite them. We have places cards. We, you can give them the information for one of our embassy city places. Second and fourth Sunday, uh, uh, second and fourth Wednesdays of, of every single month. And if they don't like our church, if you invite them to our church and they come one time, they're like, I'm not really feeling your church. I don't like Tim. I don't like the temperature. I don't like these seats. My kids didn't like children's service. There's a bunch of reasons why the worship is just not my style. Right. Right. There's a lot of reasons why people don't like this church. Then invite them to someone else's church. There's four that I, I can think of off the top of my head. And I thought about them on Thursday. So I put them in the thing so it could pop up on the screens. <laughs> Calvary Church is two point two miles away from here. I Googled it. It's on 161. Irving Bible Church is two point three miles away from here. I Googled it. You can literally leave this service right now and catch them. If you don't like this church, Gateway Church, I came from it. It's nine minutes away on the other side of, uh, of DFW Airport. Hillsong Church just planted a church in Dallas. If you, if you love Hillsong, you got all their albums and you was waiting for them to start a church, you can leave this service right now and dip. They are downtown somewhere. Google them. I appreciate Hillsong all the time in Australia. Now they're in Dallas and people are like, oh, my God, Hillsong's here. What's going to happen to my church? Nothing. <laughs> the kingdom's going to grow. Okay, what, are you, what are you talking about? So we have these we have these tea cards. We call them our tea cards. It says Embassy City may not be your tup, your cup of tea. And on the back, you get one of these cards on the way out. We got 10 churches that are listed here, okay? The front says, Embassy City may not be your cup of tea. The back says, but we believe everyone should be connected to a local church. Amen. See, I'm not concerned about growing this church. That's God's business. Amen. He said, uh, uh, upon this rock, I'll build my church. The building and growing of his church, that belongs to Jesus. The stewardship belongs to me. It belongs to our team. So, so, so if you don't like this church, then I'm just saying, get in somebody's church. But don't give them an excuse. Well, you know, all preachers wanted your money. No, your preacher wanted your money. <laughs> don't say all. You know how, you know, you get hurt one time. All men are dogs. Your man was a dog. <laughs> I ain't dating no more. All these girls out here scandalous. Your girl was scandalous. Not all girls, your girl. Not all churches, your church. Not all restaurants, that restaurant. I'm not giving you no excuse. So, all that. <laughs> Point number two. <laughs> Y'all can tell I'm riled up right now. 
I'm going hard on this today. Point number two, everybody is welcome here. All caps, everybody is welcome here. Here's what it says, uh, Luke 14, 21. The servant returned and told his master what they had said. His master was furious and said, go quickly into the streets and alleys uh, of the town and invite the poor, the crippled, the blind, and the lame. Then it says, uh, uh, so his master said uh, afterwards, go into the country lanes and behind the hedges and urge anyone you find to come so that the house will be full. For none of those I first invited will be uh, will get even the smallest taste of my banquet. So 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 if you're if you're trying to figure out, well, well, Tim, who should I invite to this church? Everybody. Invite Muslims. Invite strippers. Invite drug dealers. Invite people that are the divorced and they are the ones that committed adultery. Invite L-G-B-T-Q-I-A, W-X-Y-N-Z. Invite everybody to church. Everybody is welcome in church. If you are concerned that they need to be changed before they enter the door, then you can't come in either. Everybody should be invited to church. Everybody should feel welcome in church. Everybody should feel loved in church. Now, if this statement has tightened up your religious butt cheeks <laughs> to the point that you're like, oh, fix it. Fi I'm not fixing nothing. Everybody's welcome here. Wherever they are, you are welcome here. We don't expect you to finish where you started, but you are welcome wherever we find you. Smelling like smoke, got weed in the pocket. Got, got needle tracks in your arms. We don't care. Just come in. And let me tell you why I feel this way. John 3, 16. For this is how God loved the world. He gave his one and only son. So that. So that. So that. Who believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life or eternal life. King James is always in my head. So please write down this statement. Since he died for everybody, I'm inviting everybody. It's that simple. Since he died for everybody, I'm going to invite everybody. Transformation and change in Jesus Christ is really not my assignment. It's the Holy Spirit's assignment. Discipleship is my assignment. Teaching the scriptures are my assignment. But transformation in Christ, do you know whose assignment that is? That's the Holy Spirit's work. I was in Australia uh, uh, several years ago, and I appreciate this, I appreciate this church. And, and uh, afterwards, uh, because I was a guest from America, um, uh, something about the American accent in Australia, people just love it. So, so they, there was this line of people that, that wanted to say thank you for the message, and, and several people gave their life to Jesus that night. And um, there was this group of people, about eight of them, that were waiting to talk to me. Now, once you've been complimented by like 15 or 16 people, 
You just think the group of eight is one that wants to compliment you too. Mm-mm, no, they did not. They did not want to compliment me. They waited until everybody was done because they wanted to be last. And when they came up, they all came up. They came up nine deep, but you could tell there was one very distinct ringleader because he did all the talking. And boy, let me tell you, that guy could talk. And let me also tell you, he knew more scripture than I did. Memorized. He had memorized chapters that he was ready to quote because he came to this service and heard me preach. And at the end of it, he came to tell me that I did not preach the gospel and that he doubts the validity of the salvation of those that came up to the altar call. He said, I didn't know if I was here listening to a sermon or if I was at a comedy club. Ouch. So you don't like humor. (laughs) Um... And he went on to tell me that because my altar call did not list the sins like a scrolling roll of credits at the end of a movie, that I had not preached the gospel because I didn't call out everybody's sin. So I told him the way my memory is set up, I don't know if I can remember like all the sins. And if it's based on my memory, what if I forget somebody's? Are they off the hook? Like, don't say mine, don't say mine. Woo, I'm safe. I can stay in my sin. He didn't call it out. I said, um, I, I, said I, I think you've mistaken my assignment and the Holy Spirit's assignment. I said, the Holy Spirit convicts people of their sins. And he's the one that brings people to Jesus. I, I, I preach the gospel. And, and because the gospel's a mystery, Paul said it's foolish. Paul wrote that the the, the preaching of the gospel is foolish. It shouldn't even work. I mean, I want you to think about it. Let's just slow down and think real quick that somebody can get up and preach about the invisible man who died for your sins, went into a grave and rose again. And then you go, that is absolutely correct. I'm going to spend the rest of my life serving that guy. There's nobody eloquent enough. There was nobody with the, with the oratorical ability to make you believe that and sell your life out for that faith. The Holy Spirit has to convict you. Nobody's here because I'm that good of a speaker. I can name five preachers right now that does a much better job than I do on Sundays. You see the way my voice is up right now? This bugs some people. I, I, don't even, I don't even know how, it just happens. I don't even, I'm not, I didn't notice that till 10 years into preaching. Somebody came up to me like, I like what you do with your voice. I was like, what? <laughs> Had no clue I was even doing it. I, it's not planned. It just happens, okay? It's weird. The Holy Spirit brings people to Jesus. So, so when you invite everybody into his presence, I, I have seen people's lives transformed. Because you just let them in the door. The fact that they felt welcome, they just went, oh, you're not going to look at me crazy? No, I'm not going to look at you crazy. And I'm especially not going to look at you crazy if it's something evident on the outside when there's a whole bunch of stuff on the inside of me that if you could see, you would be looking at me crazy. I'm not condoning sin. I'm not trying to preach no sloppy, goosey, uh, 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 loose grace. What I'm telling you is that when you invite people to the table, a lot of people know how to 
know how to act once they just start looking around at everybody else. Oh, we use that fork here. You ever been to a table that you didn't know? Ever been to a real fancy restaurant as your first time? And you tried to act like you had been there before until you realized you can't act like that? <laughs> and so you just look at the table next to you and be like, Can, what, what fork do we use? There's three forks over here. And I'm confused. Which one's the salad fork? They're like, oh, this one. And they, they, they start to adjust because I, I, I'm just surprised I made it to the table. I can't even believe I'm here. So we invite everybody to this church. I, I invite, listen, when I say everybody, I mean everybody. I got, I got uh, uh, Muslim friends that I just invite to the church. I know they ain't coming. I, just, I still invite them. They keep giving me excuses. Oh, there's going to be a time. <laughs> so I'm like, hey, man. <laughs> 9-11 and 1, you open the store, you the owner, you ain't got to stay there all day. I know, my friend, I know, I know, I know, I know. I'm not going to stop inviting them. Because what if the Holy Spirit starts working on his heart and he starts thinking in his mind, if he asks me one more time, I'm coming. And I go, and I give up and go, I'm not going to ask him one more time because he already said no five. Here comes the sixth. Little bugaboo here. I'm going to invite you. And let me tell you something. I love this church. The reason why I invite people to this church, because I love it. Yeah. If you don't feel like you can invite people to this church, this is not your church. Amen. And it is absolutely okay if this is not your church. If you can't invite anybody here, don't go here. I don't mean that rude or disrespectfully, but, but anything that you love, you invite people to. I'm going to tell you right now, I love carrot cake. Y'all know I love carrot cake. The second best carrot cake in this whole country is at Saltgrass, if you don't know. You have just been put on notice. And there is one right off 635. You can be there in seven minutes with red lights, 11. Do you know why I'm inviting you to that, to, to, to that Saltgrass for that carrot cake? Because it's good. There's only one carrot cake that, that, that beats that carrot cake, and it's at J. Alexander's, but it's in San Antonio, and the way my gas mileage is set up, I don't have time to be driving to San Antonio for no carrot cake. But if it's bad, people talk about it even more. Bad press gets out five times good as good press. So all I'm saying is if you, if you really love this church, invite one person. Point number three. There's room for more. There's room for more. Check your row. There's an empty seat next to you. There is room for more. Now, I can only, I, I, I can only kind of scream this uh, 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 point at, at the 9 a.m. and the 1 p.m. I can't really do that at the 11. There's only room for like seven more people <laughs> at the 11 o'clock service. We need some relief off of that. I'm like, go to the one. But there's room for more. Here, here's what it said in Luke uh, 14, 22. 
after the servant had done this, after he had gotten, went out and got everybody that he could, he reported, there is still room for more. And I'm telling you, there's room for more. There was room for you. There's room for others. And if this, if this service gets completely jam-packed the way the 11 is, and if the 1 o'clock becomes completely jam-packed the way that the uh, 11 is, then we're just going to add another service. As long as we're in this building, we are going to facilitate life flow for people. We're just going to do it. There's been some people that, oh, oh, buddy, you're at three services now. We're just praying for your strength. Don't overexert yourself. I am 44. I look 29. I don't eat copious amounts of sugar, and I am in good health. I don't need no video right now. I have a grace right now to see what God has told us to do in this city grow. And I want to be here for it. So if we're at 9-11-1-6, if we're at 9-11-1-4-6, if we're at 9-11-1-4-6-8, there's probably going to be a video at that eight. I'm probably going <laughs> Probably going to tap out after that <laughs> fourth or fifth one. <laughs> but then we're going to have to move, like, get out of here. Like, like, I love this building. God gave it to us in an extravagant fashion. But, but I know at some point we're going to have to say bye-bye to this building. Ideally, I would love to bless another church with this building. But wherever God is calling us next, I want to be there. Now, let me say a couple of things before we dismiss. There are some people, the reason why you fell in love with this church is because it was smaller than the church you came from. You got sick of big church and you wanted to come to a smaller church. I just felt like I got lost in the crowd. And so you came in here and you're like, ooh, I get the hugs and ooh, it's so good. <laughs> if this church grow, you're going to have to leave here too. It's, it's, it's. It's interesting to me when, when, when church grows, how people feel differently than if their bank account grew. You don't have a problem with growth. Don't make me do it, because I will. I don't want to stay on here for 10 minutes. I, I think that one statement did it for you, right? You like, I stand corrected. You don't have a problem with growth. You just don't like being inconvenienced. I'm telling you, when you grow, you're going to be inconvenienced. And we are growing. And we are about to start getting intentional about our growth. So last thing I want you to write down is be a part of filling the room. So all I want you to do is to be a part of filling the room. I want you to take one of these one and done cards. I just want you to start prayerfully considering who God might have you to hand it to. It's not your job to get them in the room. It's your job to invite them. That's what we just read in Luke 14. The servant just went around asking everybody, do you want to come to the banquet? The people that declined, he didn't let that bother him. He went on to the next person. Do you, want, do you want to come to the banquet? And I want you to take one of these cards, and I just want you to hand one of these cards out to somebody uh, this week and just go, hey, you want to come to this great church? 
well, I'm so tired of church and uh, I'm out on church. Okay, cool. Just try one more. And we're only asking you to come one time. If you don't like it, I can give you another card with a bunch of other churches to go to. But I just want you to come try us out. Listen, I, I, I would love for 100 percent of everybody in here to, 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 to take this on and, and say we're going to do it. But, but I know that everybody's at different uh, spaces in their life and graces in their life where 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 you're like, I'm just not into that right now. But I know for a fact, even if we only get 20 percent of the people to do it in here, we're going to grow by 250 people. If we got half 50 percent of the people that go to this church to do this, we have, we're at a fourth service. We're not growing because uh, uh, I have some ego to stroke. We're growing because we want people in the kingdom of God. That's why we're growing. And if this happened with us barely doing anything, then I just want you to know, get prepared, put on some 48-hour deodorant, it might get a little cozier in here, but Embassy City is about to have a growth spurt. And I would love for all of us to be a part of it. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. If you would like more information on our church, please go to www.embassycity.com. We would love to hear from you. Our prayer is that you have been inspired and transformed. Have a wonderful day and come back again.